So I've heard, yeah, I've heard there were two botches. There was that at the oh, top, God, and then yeah, there was, of course, nose. Charlotte's face getting rocked, which yeah. was horrifying. Yeah, yeah, Did it break her nose? Was that that was a break? Okay, she started to bleed from the uh, right up the top. Oh, I saw yeah. the. I I was hoping for the best, but I saw it and I was like, that nah, doesn't look good. I. I, this is one that I struggle with if you want to give it the rating or the best of the night or whatever because from a storytelling standpoint I totally agree with Adolfo it was a great build the acting was great I f and I think we're kind of echoing each yeah. other here it's yeah. very stiff it was, to me yeah okay I, I, will, I will yeah it was snug and it, it and it there was no it wasn't a fluid like you had a whole night of sort of real fluid kind of technical crazy <laughs> shit and then this one Unsuspectingly, I wasn't anticipating this match. In, really yeah, stiff. this was probably in really tamped down more certain amount of terms, but this was like the most stiff match of night one. Like, and there was a yeah. lot of heavy. There's a lot of heaviness it behind the a, moves. Yeah, I want to say, and this this might make me sound like I'm old, but old, much older women's wrestling yeah. was kind of stiff like this women would get in the match in like the 80s and 70s and they would just hit each other as hard as they could It's because that's all the audience could understand was oh look those women are brutes and it's evolved and it's far better and, and let's face it the women do better shit anyway um, but I it took me a while to warm up to this and I was really in, in the end I thought yeah that was fantastic I bought it I will say the last 3-4 minutes probably the best 3-4 minutes of of the night like damn there it is it's clicking it's going and i think that's finally charlotte going take it home. Right, let's do this okay i'm with it okay i'm 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 back and i'm connected and of course that's charlotte going hey my nose is broken and my lip hurts but i gotta right. I, yeah. I know what the end here we go i feel like it dragged it down those and through the match. It. like Rhea up there being so happy and crazy and fun with the belt and they cut to charlotte for no good reason like right. I, the, obviously they, they say now it's like she's showing respect to as the baby face but she doesn't know how. She looks like, why am I do? I have to do this. Why am I doing this? Like it made yeah, no sense. Yeah, yeah. She looked like a sad puppy. Yeah. It, is she? Yeah. There was this odd misplaced reference in that moment from her, and I couldn't I, tell if it was a acting or kayfabe moment, or if it was a genuine like, all right, I'm here. And I, I did my job. She was trying to finish out what thing. she was told to do, and at the same time, she's sitting there going, "My nose fucking hurts. My face is broken. Can I please leave?" And go get this looked yeah. at. So this is what I do. Yeah, I. Hmm. Yep. Nothing but respect for Charlotte Flair. Although there's a part of me that's like seen a lot of you. And well, she's going to be on. Like she's going to be off for a little like, bit because she's going to take some time off because that's yeah. what yeah. it was. That's reported. Another uh, observation by Uriel that her ring attire was also a lot of ass. <laughs> yes, there was a lot of ass there. Did you? Also, like Charlotte Flair yeah. was two for two because like she was the second person to come out in a puffer jacket. I was like, yeah, the, WrestleMania was, night, WrestleMania brought to you by yeah. puffer jackets. Well, I so just saying, like, is it a thing in LA right now? Is like this the style is puffer jackets in April? Like, is this what's going on? As a side note, though, I saw a backstage video with Becky it's, and Seth. Seth is like about to go out, and Becky's like, "Oh, that's not fair. I'm jealous." Yeah, <laughs> but I, I will say this. It's 1996 back in the, LA. The other by thing the way. I was wondering about, though, and I've, I was talking to my friend about this with, about Charlotte, is you know technically really great wrestler. She knows what she's doing. She's bred for the business. That's great. All she does is either have the title or go for the title. 
I have not seen Charlotte go into a program where she has to sell a story or be babyface or heel anything about extending a storyline to get through a couple of pay-per-views or something else. And I really want to see if she can do that because right now she's one dimensional. She's just like, I'm always, you know, I'm the queen because I'm always going for the title and I'm technically awesome. And I'm sitting there going, you haven't proven to me you're a good wrestler in that respect. You proved me you're an amazing technician and you deserve to be where you are. But acting wise, anything wise, you just can't carry the show. There's nothing for you. You're one dimensional. Well, let's hope. Oh, go ahead. That's kind of. I was. Just, yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I'm just. That's kind of my take too. Yeah, is she's stiff because she is. She's either this or that. She can't carry. Well, let, a let's necessarily. Um, I'm Promo. sorry, Johnny. Go ahead. Step on you. Um, just uh, really quick, I was just no, going to say. Let, well, let's let's hope if she does come back after after this break because I think she's. She's gonna try uh, bodybuilding. She's got like yep. some bodybuilding pumps or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's hope after this hiatus, uh, when she gets back, that the way that the women's uh, field looks is that she will have to carry a story, you know, uh, so that we can so that we can see that that side of her. Well, it's been that way a bit for her beforehand, like with Vincent charge, she's never had to really do that. She's always been like that. She's been at the top of the card for the whole point. And they tried it a couple times, like her and Sasha or setting up the four horsewomen. It never really worked. And it was always her, like, even with the Becky thing where they were trying to set up Becky to be the heel against her. She couldn't carry a storyline in that to make the switch work. So it's like, it, I want to see her do it. I want her to come back refreshed. I also think she's working with Alexa bliss on her, um, on her bodybuilding thing, which is really cool. Cause mm. Alexa used to do that. But it, it's just like you can only ride the flair name so long and you can only ride your talent so long. You need to be able yeah. to show why you, we want to keep you around because otherwise she's an attraction. You bring in for one thing like Ronda Rousey and you bring her out. Yep. You would see her once a year. <laughs> oh, John, see, I love that. John, well, John, oh, that's. <sighs> So hang on, hang on to off. that anger because we're, we're going to talk about Rhonda in oh, a little right. bit. Because <laughs> we're, we're going to get to night two soon. But uh, Mommy Rhea Ripley is your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Mommy! Yes. Or as Simon Miller said, Amy. Or Amy. sorry, Ross said in, in WTF things because she lost the M, so it just said Amy. <laughs> I love her new side note. I love her new thing when she's taking pictures or she's doing videos for WWE. Like her new thing is she has some random thing in her pocket. Like I saw a picture of her and Damian Priest in front of the stage, and she randomly has a banana in her pocket. Yep. And then she was doing an interview with uh, Ring the Bell during WrestleMania weekend, and she had a dominant action figure in her pocket. It was hilarious. That's funny. No, another quick sidebar. Um, I, I got I got a lot of joy um being there uh there was a I can't remember uh which uh which outlet it was on YouTube but they uh they got an interview with Rhea, uh, with Rhea Ripley like pretty much as soon as she came off stage and she looked just like so overjoyed and just like so much you know like like a, a little kid who got their most prized christmas gift and they opened it up and 
oh, yeah. I was just it just it brought me a lot of joy uh, seeing her, and well, I I wasn't mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure because she wasn't acting like she wasn't acting like mommy. She was acting like at least in my opinion she wasn't acting like mommy. Um, she wasn't acting like she wasn't acting like the destroyer. You know she was acting like. Just this overjoyed. She was acting like being. the twenty-six. She was acting like the twenty-six-year-old that she actually is. Which, yeah. by the way, and it was reported afterwards, like earlier this week, that Rhea Ripley is technically is a Grand Slam champion because she's won every major women's WWE title. She was NXT UK champion, NXT Women's champion. She was a main roster tag team champion, and she's held the Raw and Smack now SmackDown women's title and she is only 26 years old 26 i think the only belt she hasn't won was the nxt tag yes yeah. because those well, weren't th- that wasn't there when she was yeah. there yeah it wasn't it, i it feel wasn't like there at some point she she's got to go down in the windows and she can say she's won every woman's belt but <laughs> well she also competed in the first women's war game match like she's been that's the great animal, but she is mm-hmm. the new generation of that and at that same point adolfo did you also see that uh, in that video clip too you know, she's she's literally on the verge of tears with Triple H, like celebrating as he's trying to go in for a kiss. It looks like, which it wasn't, but still. Yeah, weird. yeah, 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 yeah. But but you can see, like, genuinely, like she's like, because that is Triple. H- that's one of Triple H's babies. <laughs> like, yep. oh my goodness, I, I I almost shed a tear. <laughs> I, I don't. It's awesome. You should. I I think we need more of this new generation. Turnover. Well. And I think we'll talk about it. No, okay. we'll it's not going to happen because something happened night two. And while I was happy with who won, I kind of like was thinking mm. that somebody else should have won. But we'll talk about it in a little bit. My my favorite thing about the, the Dominic and Rhea Ripley thing is that they're they're advertised to supposed to be a couple, but they, I don't think they've ever even like hugged each other on camera. Right, because mm-hmm. Dominic is Dominic a, is respecting his photo. girlfriend, and also he doesn't want to fight Buddy Matthews. And trust me, I don't want to fight him either. That was the funniest thing at the Hall of Fame, seeing those pictures where they edited some out because it was literally like Mommy, Dominic, Buddy Matthews, and then Dominic's girlfriend next to him. It was hilarious. Yeah. And then also seeing like Andrade was there, and I. Oh, I think the most uh, iconic oh. picture for me it was so hilarious Malachi is Malachi and Zelina. I know yeah. well, there was a picture. There's a picture of Malachi Black and Zelina. I was like, gosh, I forgot how tiny she is compared also, to her, him. Her hurricane running mommy on what was it either Friday or Smackdown. Monday? Was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but okay. oh, another another Go just ahead. really quick sidebar about this, and, and then we can move on. If Rhea Ripley makes a play to control that fucking faction. I am there for it. If they, if they give her a story where she like, where she, where she like turns to fucking, uh, what's his face? Uh, the dude that that's the head of judgment day. Finn Balor. Uh, yeah. It's a Finn. And it's like, you know what? You're a fucking loser. I got the fucking belt. I run this shit. She's the only one in Judgment Day who won their match at yeah. WrestleMania. Well, Granted, oh, yeah. Damien didn't have a match, have but a match. Finn lost and Dominic lost. She's the only one in Judgment Day who won. Yeah, I, 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 I would get so behind it if, if, if she ran Judgment Day. Yes. But that's it. That's it. Go ahead. Next. Okay. 
So, uh, Pat back if he was there, but we could skip that. Uh, George Kittle was there. My mom, see, I, my mom loved that because she's a big fan of Kittle, so she enjoyed that. Well, of course you were. You're a San Francisco 49er no fan, John. Um, I had no problem with that. I I was sort of bored that Pat McAfee was there, but once George Kittle it got should have been LA Knight. It should have been LA Knight. Like anybody. We'll talk about Bobby Knight too, because that made me Absolutely mad. Agree. Damian Priest coming out after that to beat the crap out of the Miz would have been amazing. Like throwing shit down. Anybody, yeah. any legend LA, or wrestler who should have been wrestling that absolutely should have been. been for reals. That's the Hulk. That's the Hulk Hogan you know, moment. You know, that's nah, the Goldberg moment. He got the Hall of Fame. He never was in a ring. Send the Great Muda down to spray the mist in, Miss, in Miz's face. Yeah, oh, that Muda there. Fantastic. Oh, that would is awesome. All right, main event night one for the undisputed the WWE. Wrong thing happened. This is what should. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. This match was fun. I still like the SmackDown Women's Championship match better, but I really like the ending to this match. The three Haluva kits for the win, and then Sammy, Sammy kicking oh, yeah. out of the day one. The is it the D one? The yeah, the D one D. The one D. Kicking out of the one D, I was just like, "See, it's not as bad as when Drew McIntyre kicked out at the end of days." Because I think the Usos will be fine after this. <laughs> but yeah. that match was a lot of fun. It was a it, it, go ahead. Something I love about I have, oh got so sorry. Something I love about this match, I have it playing right now too, and I'm reminded of all my notes and my thoughts. Ah, uh, watching them communicate in the ring. And they're trying to be subtle because on TV we'll see all of it. They're, I don't want to say they're improvising because they're not improvising. Yeah. They know what they're going, but they're calling shots. And they're so, they all are. four of them are so I good. Know. They're saying things. They're saying one word, two word things. You see Kevin <laughs> yeah. Owens' beard move just was... a little bit. Bum, bum, bum. And you oh, just see like really not even a head shake, just sort of like a wink. Then bang, and they do the random thing. little Uzi Vert performance before the Usos came out. I was just like, okay, we're trying to get. I was like, this song is popping on oh, TikTok, sure. but I was like, <laughs> I'm not mad at this, but whatever. But, but yeah, I, I also love that this was brought up later that well, oh. that that match literally is a dream match beyond dream match because it's the WWE homegrown, like biggest tag team ever been versus who used to be and still is like the indie tag team of the decade. I mean, El Generico wasn't there. We understand that. He's at, he's watching at home. You know, that's going. But we did get Zane, Ole like, chance. It was great. They they counted. They they were people chanting Generico too. That's what I heard. They were chanting for Generico. Well, no, they mentioned him on commentary. They mentioned they Generico mentioned, on commentary. But we got the Ole 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 chance during right, the match. Right, I was but, just but, like, these are my peoples. And at the same time, you're watching a match that people 10, 12 years ago were saying this should happen. This needs to happen. This is like a giant dream match that would never happen. And they made it happen. Now, I will say the other, the one thing that took me out of it was in the last like third of it, there were like two, maybe two too many super kick spots. Like it just, they, they did it a couple too many times. And it just was you a little boring what? there. Minnie and Minnie said the same. Minnie and I were thinking the same thing. I was like, "Dang!" I was like, "What is this Young Bucks territory? Like, what are we doing?" <laughs> it seemed like they were waiting for something to happen that didn't happen, and they forgot a spot they were doing. So they, let's just do it two more times, and it just you you had like the three that was good. Go into the next. It just went, it went too far. 
I will say, I did think Sami Zayn was going for a flying headbutt off the top rope. He got oh up there because he got so much air and flew so far. I was like, no way! But pulled up with his chest Sammy's, just at the last moment. I was like, oh, okay. I thought you were going to pull Sammy's one of those face out. Oh, my God. On the third Canadians. Yeah. Just that like, <sighs> wicked little smile on his face. I think it, Sammy Zayn, I'm not saying underrated, it's but amazing. the acting of Sammy Zayn is something that all the wrestlers need John, to, yeah. need to you pay need to go back attention and watch, to. I forget where it is exactly. It's like two or three years ago, or it was like right before pandemic. He talked about it on the Stone Cold podcast where what got him over with the back was they sent him in as a guest referee for something. And if you watch him do all the hijinks and the acting as the outside like referee... It, you can see, like, it's already there. Like, that's what where he is. He can do goofy. He can do regular. He can do, like, completely stone-faced stuff. And so this that's was awesome. coming from a mile away. What? Much like... Yeah. Much it's, like it's, Kenny Omega. Go oh, ahead. my God. Go I ahead. sent you guys that thing about Kenny, Kenny Omega today, right? The, you yeah, can see, like, that's, the genius yeah. of Kenny Omega. Yep, yep. That's what's all those guys from PWG. All those guys that went through PWG at the same time, they all have that. It's insane. But yeah, watching Sammy and Kevin win and are your new undisputed tag team champions was such a great way to end night one. And overall, night one was a lot of fun. So, you know, we get back to where we're staying at. We're excited. I was like, okay, we got night two. We see the card. I was like, okay, there's like maybe one or two matches that we're not too fun of. But I think the rest of this will be great, right? <sighs> Let's. Let's get. It was a great WrestleMania for night one. Night one was honestly <laughs> even before we got to night two. I was saying to my friend, I was like, "That's a WrestleMania card. Like that would have been a WrestleMania completely by itself. It was that yeah. good." But no, no. So I, I shouldn't, I should not say this. I should not say this on the podcast, and we'll get into the rant of this. I'm going to say this, and I hope my mom doesn't hear this. I was at a funeral on Tuesday. <laughs> And while I was at the funeral and I was, I was listening to the lovely priest say some beautiful things and I was sitting next to my dad who has a hard time at funerals and my sister's, you know, trying not to cry and my mom is crying and she's there with her brother and everything and I'm sitting there kind of dazing off like you do in church. And uh, I totally had a moment of... <laughs> totally was just aloof. I was that bad kid in church, and I didn't smile. That would have been bad, but I definitely had a moment of like. All right, totally let's just jump. Back in the moment. Back in the moment. Back in the moment. We're going to talk about night two and everything that led up, and then we're also going to briefly touch upon Raw after Mania and SmackDown after Mania because who had Revenge of Vincenzo Macaroni. We'll get into that, but <laughs> night two. <laughs> That's right, little Vince. <laughs> so I say this knowing full well that I'm not at that level yet, but on the Biconics, I would like to consider myself the Simon Miller of this podcast. I'm not I mean, bald. I, I mean, damn. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not bald. I'm not a yeah. white man. I don't wrestle. But I like to be cautiously optimistic, and I try to see the positive in things. Night two tested my optimism to its core. And you were there live. And I was there live. But see, I honestly, if I had went by myself, I don't think I would have made it all the way through night two. It's because I had my two other friends with me and kind of keep me centered as best as they could. Like, 
Hey, no, 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 no. Hang on. Hang on. You would have walked out of WrestleMania? I really would have. <laughs> the first two... The, wow, the first two matches Mikey. alone almost killed it. The only reason I stayed was for two reasons. Number one, again, had Ooh. I gone by myself, it would have been one thing. But number one, well, a couple of reasons I stayed. Number one is because I paid too much money to not to not stay for the whole entire yeah. thing. But realistically, if Minnie and Uriel were not there with me to keep me engaged and to keep me centered throughout this whole thing, I literally probably would have walked out of... <laughs> I would have walked out of night two more pissed off than I originally was because I was still pissed when I left Sunday, but I wasn't. I know I could have been more upset if it was just me. So realistically, did you do the the dad? Would you make like a dad excuse and be like, "Well, I better no, go before the like, traffic this is some gets bullshit. bad." You know, I don't need to stand out. here. But there you go. Gotta make sure the train is before. Literally, shout out to <laughs> Minnie and Uriel because without those two, like night two would have I wouldn't have made it to the end of night two without them because they kept me entertained and they kept me centered. But that's how night two started off really, really bad. Because those two those first two matches really soured everything for me. And thankfully, the ma- the third match that happened that night kind of picked it up. But let's just get this over with because I don't want to talk about oh. it for long. Night two opens up with Lesnar versus Omos. I was disappointed, man. Longest I was... entrance ever. Oh, God. God. It took forever. Like, I, you know, I, I get it. Every... To be honest, this was my first exposure to uh, Omos. Like... I'm sorry. <laughs> And I, I know, like, please call, please, uh, okay, call almost, almost. All his fans are almost. called almost sapiens, but you know, continue. <laughs> so this, you know, this was my real first experience with almost, and um, I'm not, I am not a real big Brock Lesnar fan, right? Um, but I was, I was really hoping to get just at least an entertaining, you know, big men slapping each other around. Type thing. We had that later in the night, though. Right. You, it, which I got that later in the night, but like this, yeah, it was just, it was disappointing. Disappointing. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, one, th- one thing I will say for at least on the live broadcast, it was hysterical and also like, okay, I see where you're doing this. Watching Brock actually sell. Like having yeah. to sell for one was his still watches for that was actually crazy. I was like, what is it? Oh I will I will yes, I will heartily agree that's what made that match entertaining was watching Brock Lesnar actually sell shit. That was funny. And then Brock won and I was just like, Okay, cool. I was like, We're done, cool, bye, see you later. Next match. Oh, this next match. I'm gonna let Professor just take the lead with this one because he had a lot of feelings. The Ow. women's fatal four-way showcase. You, you mean let's yeah. oh, So I'm that was unfortunate. Go. Okay. So I can talk about my my this okay. Let me make this articulate take so it's breath. not too much. I <laughs> Onda Rousey 
Well, she's also injured still too. Bad so why would she there? <laughs> and then Shayna got injured during the injured match too. Has not gotten any better at this. So, I, I'm not. I hope this doesn't make me sound like too much of an asshole. I started washing dishes during this match because I had chores to do that I had put off. And after about a minute in, I was like, "Oh, shots in Natalia." Why get isn't fucked. their tag team made the Black Hearts? Oh, man, why? It should be. It needs to be. And I, 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 I love both of them, and I'm biased, sure. But like, what is happening here? So I was watching dishes, and I was watching. I was still being attentive, and I was keeping. I was trying to watch the spots, and then I actually rewound it once or twice, and I caught up thirty seconds later. So that's enough. Ronda was gone, and Shayna Baszler were they were gone well, for like so five minutes of this thing. We saw that y'all didn't see. So I'm trying to remember exactly when, but Ronda and Shayna were on the floor for a good chunk of the match because it looked like Shayna busted an ankle, something. Shayna got, knocked, Shayna got knocked off the ring, if I remember correctly, and went down. She was supposed to fall into a couple people, and so she disappeared from there. And then I remember at the end of it, when she popped back up, we both, went, my buddy and I, go, she's missing a shoe. What the hell's going her, on here? Her ankle got, it was all wrapped up too. And we saw the medical team and Rhonda there, like checking in on her, everything. So they were there the whole entire time until the ending spot. I was just like, and honestly, minus the ending with Rhonda and Shayna out of the way, it was actually a pretty fun match with just those three. Shayna hobbling in was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was I I think that's part of what made me upset was like those last few minutes the last yeah. two three minutes I checked in on I was like this is great look this is happening this is happening. I love Chelsea Green's I love Chelsea Green's finisher the unprettier I was just like I'm trying to there was one moment I'm trying to pull it up now but Peacock's not working that I wanted to do the sequence at the end yeah it was just boom this happened I, boom boom yeah. I can't remember who exactly was everybody's in pulling their like, finishers this is moving, moving, like it was moving. i looked away and then in comes ronda and shana a second and i came back oh <laughs> uh, it was running I, as a I'm, mad that, oh. I'm mad that shotzi keeps and taking these pins for ronda it's uh, it upsets me yeah that's what it was there was that crazy what? armbar whatever the fuck go, it was ronda thing i i i'm just so i'm so over the it's okay curse if you have to <laughs> Sorry, it's bothered me. So, it's like it's 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 genuinely fucked my brain up. Ronda Rousey reminds me of the bullies that deservedly have a chip on their shoulder, but then that yeah. becomes their cross their whole life, and they feel that they need to be the hero because this thing happened to them, they didn't get over, and it's a legitimate thing, and it's a tragic thing, and it's a horrible sad thing, and I have empathy for you, but. You're not offering me anything. And we have to come to you. You never come to us. That's why are you that too, where, Why did they win? Yep. If Shayna's if injured, Ronda was already why did injured. They win? Why aren't you calling an audible in the ring and putting somebody else over that can then ta- go for the tag titles, whatever you want this to be, because you have no women's tag teams and these two cannot stay healthy. All of them were worthy. <laughs> Bias, Shotzi, and Natalia. But all of them could go honestly, over, like, and put over at any time. Honestly, like, that would have been like, been, yeah, bam. Now, I am an unapologetic Liv Morgan stan and a Raquel Rodriguez stan because those are my homegirls. But Raquel, I would have loved to see Raquel snatch that. I still, uh, 
it's okay, but I would have even go. been fine if Sonya and Chelsea won, because I love me some Mrs. Cardona. Sonya, I, I think, think is I think, fun. I think Chelsea Green and Carmella is a better tag team, though. Chelsea Green and Carmella would be just No, I think Carmella wasn't there, because I know before coming back from... Um, well, because it was reported, because like the reason Carmella was gone for so long is because she was pregnant. But then she had... It was so sad when she publicly acknowledged that her and Corey lo- had a miscarriage and lost the baby. Oh, it wasn't more than that. She had an ectopic pregnancy. Yeah. That's what it was. That's, that's what I was trying to remember. Of, uh, elimination Chamber. That was her first pay-per-view back. You can see, like, she's not fully there in the chamber either. Like, she wasn't there. And the fact that she worked through that she had to get there, I'm pretty sure she wasn't fully mentally ready to be back on the road again. And I'm glad she's taking the time off to go get better and, like, I can't do this. Like I haven't grieved what's happened. So I'm glad of that. That being said, character wise, I would love to see when she gets back and better her and Chelsea green go on a tear. as oh, the yeah. new iconic. Yes, definitely. Yes. And that was what we were slowly getting to, but I agree with you, JVL. Like I'm glad Carmela is taking this time to kind of work through the process because like that's, I can't even imagine, and like my heart went out to Corey as and Carmella with all that man. I was just like, and then I come to find out later that Chelsea Green wrestled that match like her stomach was not in the best of shape either because she ended up having like food poisoning or something, and she worked that really match. Worked. Yeah, something worse. What the ER for? Yeah, I was and like, I damn it, Chelsea. Too- At first, I was like, damn it, Chelsea. Did you break your wrist again? No. Wasn't somebody somebody else was messed up too though? Who else? There were. I mean, Shayna hurt her, her ankle. Rondo was already was injured. Shayna um, hurt. And then okay. Chelsea's stomach was all in knots, and then she had to go to the ER after the match. I don't know who it was, but somebody had a list of like, here's everything that all not injuries, but like all backstory yeah, things. And this match had all kinds of weird shit. Like, what the fuck? Either Liv had something, or Raquel had something that was going on. I think I think Liv like something. she busted a I, lip I or something. But that match was something. Can I, can I No. Which doesn't excuse anything, but I th- I think that match would have been yeah, fine yeah. if we earned uh, a different ending oh. in my opinion. I think if we cuz we were kind of sort of earning a different ending and then all of a sudden Ronda Rousey shows up as a hero from 10 years ago. Yep. Why why call the audible I'm over, I'm over this. on her feet into something let them be showcased. Well, I mean we're kind of getting that but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But... Uh, I've Shotzi run you over in the tank. so many things to do. Nixed for her entrance and I was upset. No, it it's not gone forever. Be I, I'm trying to remember. I don't think she came out on it on SmackDown, but mm. oh, God. I, yes. I love that Natalia yeah. had the help. I'm like, two people can cool. fit in the tank. We have seen it when Shotzi and Tegan came out together. Oh, Tegan, my heart. I know. I, I will say this. I, I honestly want this to happen now, and I keep telling this to my friend Jesse. Like, this is something that needs to go on just to use the women in some way in the in the damn division, especially if it's on SmackDown or something else. Have Natalia, as the you know veteran she is, start a women's faction called the Heart Dungeon. 
and everyone there, she brings in one at a time, and she wrestles. You do vignettes where she stretches them like they used to do in the old hard dungeon. She breaks them apart. She puts them down. She breaks them down and brings them back up in her way of thinking, and she's got this major group of like eight people all coming in and beating the crap out of everybody. And like it's Shotzi, it's Tegan, it's all these mid-carters that aren't being used in this faction where they're relearning from the last survivor of the heart dungeon and they go on a rampage. I'm down. Go up to Calgary, go up to Calgary, shoot all yeah. of those spots in Stu Hart's basement, have, do all of have, that like, stuff. Run in the snow. Like, a cigarette or something, like he likes <laughs> in the door, Brett's just standing there like... That'd be glorious. I'm down. There's a with picture that. of Owen sitting up on top on the wall, like oh, literally, man. like do it all and have her. So Natalia can be that that person that she is right now, which is the gatekeeper, that type of thing. But she's bringing all the new talent in and putting and showing them reasons to root for these people that you should be rooting for, anyways. Like they give Shotzi a new, you know, finisher that's that's a submission. All of them are submission wrestlers. All of them have these things. Do something with them. See, and I think you're kind of what you're speaking to is my was our general problem with Charlotte Flair. You can be a legacy and not be yeah. only that legacy. And sadly, they and haven't Natalia. taken advantage of Natalia in any way, right? They haven't and given Natalia everything any they've asked of for that too. Like, push. The best part with her is she's connected to so many different generations, not only of just legacy, but like bring Beth Phoenix in, her tag team partner, to work on tag team stuff with them and like strength stuff. Bring in her stuff when she was working with, you know, like uh, talk about like the new Heart Dynasty and all that stuff or the new Heart Connect, uh, you know, everything else. Like, it's just, oh, there's so many places they could go. And of course, they have to actually want women's wrestling on TV, which is like, do something with them. It is. Yeah, that match was a whole thing. And like yeah. I said previously, those first two matches almost took me out of night too. But then, from the heavens above, I was blessed with the next match. He triple threat. The inner bisexual in me was just like glued to the screens and to the ring. But this match was... This match... This match was a banger match, bro. Like... Ah, uh, the IC, tr- the Intercontinental Triple Threat between Guther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. These boys knew what they were doing. It, it was so. It, it really should have. It. Re- yeah. But honestly, I'm kind of glad bad. it didn't open the show because then I was just like, I was like, cool, great match, and then just get stuck with all the shit. <laughs> yeah. So this was, this was great. This, I think, what, it's great seeing Sheamus and then. McIntyre and then Dad Bod. Cooper has lost a lot of weight, dude. Like I give him so much credit. I know, and I'm I'm proud. I'm glad Gunther's lost all the way Gunther's lost, and I I think that's great. But to see, I don't want to say average because that's not what I mean. But to see normal human who could still fight these monsters and just sort of has the heart that carries. As opposed, I'm not saying like he's slovenly or anything. He's an actual wrestler. He's an ass, old school actual wrestler versus two superheroes. Right. Yeah, that match was so ass. good. Like, shit. Honestly, like, I, I, I've seen some people upset. They're like, Drew shouldn't have taken the pin. I'm like, no, Drew was the right person to take the pin in this match because it's setting up a rematch between Gunther and Sheamus down the line because Sheamus didn't get pinned. But yep. this match ruled so hard. And to hear all those chops from where we were sitting in that arena was just, everyone was so quiet when the chops were getting ready. It's just like, give it to me now. 
Can you yes, really, can you really yeah. hear them? Hear them? Holy oh. crap, John! When I tell you, like me, Minnie, and Uriel were clutching our pearls every time anybody did a chop. We're like, ah! oh, and John, even like in Montreal when I saw him wrestle, it's as loud as a gunshot when you're up in the 500s level. It is so he's hitting them so hard. It literally like reverberated right in the stadium. I kid God. you not. <laughs> The show I was at, I mean, I heard some chops, and I mean, I wasn't, but I wasn't nearly as far away as Gunther, were, to me, has the saw. loudest and hardest head, chops like, than anybody great, in this but... business, I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, easy. Look at his arm. He's his a lanky boy. Swimmer's arm, where it's just like this rubber band. Wow, it's over. He's the best person to, to, to do naps in stage combat, because it sounds like he's killing you. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will say, they are they are much better at WrestleMania anyway. They were much better at sort of at least hiding or pretending yeah. to mask a lot of the naps. I'm not seeing them blatantly well, for anymore. The, for the chops, there are not. If they're um, doing kicks, but, yeah. yeah, but yeah. No, that's yeah. Um, I, I honestly thought the match was fantastic. I felt like it was cut short. Exactly. Like, I think I could have watched that yeah. for 45 minutes. This was like, a nice like paced match. I mean, the ending, I did agree, kind of felt rushed, but the ending was really cool because Sheamus goes in, he kicks, he kicks, oh, it was, the ending was crazy. Gunther just takes Sheamus and just throws him into Drew McIntyre and then pins Drew. I was just like, oh, that that's a creative spot. I love that. And it looks so brutal because Sheamus just bounces off and then just rolls out of the ring. Oh, my God. Well, and also, I, I'm pretty sure that Gunter tore off Seamus' nipple at hey. some point because he was bleeding, like, all across his chest. Seamus' yeah. chest. Oh, Seamus' so chest and Seamus. back and everything. I was just like, he went from mayonnaise to ragu sauce by the end of this match. <laughs> so, uh, is, she is Seamus doing, like, He's the just naturally pale like Seamus just staying indoors? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> Oh, that's, that's why his interest Irish in the dude. dark is always Man. just lights focused on him because it just reflects everywhere. Yeah, because he's a fucking yeah, projector really walking down. I the made screen. the joke yeah, when he was, when Seamus yeah, took off his Jesus. coat. I was like, my eyes. <laughs> what was it? Yeah. Jesse and I were sitting there at the elimination <laughs> chamber when he came in, and we go, ah, the fires are lit. Gondor calls for aid. <laughs> <laughs> That guy's wearing a puffy yeah. coat. No, that's just shame. Man, oh, match was great. And then to hear like eighty thousand people when Sheamus did the fella in that live was just so beautiful. Some of those kicks though, like the bro kicks too, like they came close. <laughs> bro, I was just like that match. That match humped so hard. I, say, I was so excited. I. There were some shots. Those there was some. This will make sense to me because you know I know their friends and they're super close and they were best men at each other's weddings and stuff like that. There were some shots in there where like you would only yeah. hit your best friend that hard for shots. <laughs> <laughs> like I would only hit you this hard because one I love you and two right. I know I'm gonna get it back. <laughs> William <laughs> Regal really loved know. this match because this he like he posted in a tweet. He's just like this is European wrestling at its finest that you ever will see currently. In the United States, and I was like, "Damn straight, William Regal." Like, it shows you 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 it does. that style and then still works. 
That's and I think what made the match even better match. is you guys didn't get to see this, but like after the match ended and then they cut to commercial or whatever, like the whole audience erupted because it was just Sheamus and Drew left in the uh, Sheamus and Drew left in the ring, and then they hugged and everyone just lost their shit. They're like, "Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's awesome." I would have loved to see that. It, I would have loved to show it. For us. But man, it was so nice for us who were there in person to see that. It, that match oh. was. And I mean, Dave Meltzer gave that match five stars, and Gunther is just keep on putting on these five star matches because he also got five stars when he faced Ilya both times too. So it's just like Gunther is that man. I mean, he, his future might still be in jeopardy now that Vincent Kennedy McMahon is back. But the think of the fact that this man was supposed to be buried. Oh my God. Sure. Um, I love you guys, but oh, I have to help with family duties. So, can I talk shit with you on a different day? Yeah, oh, Keep definitely. Shit, I mean, I we have the text later. thread, so... <laughs> we, should, we can get together and talk. Yeah, we okay. can find a time to just um, shit the shit. Yeah, well, I still want to... I've, I've known to talk to this about for ten days, <laughs> and my life has been falling apart. <laughs> so, but yeah, I miss you all dearly, and I'm glad I got to do this. Uh, I will... This is bad podcasting. Never so cut me out of this part of the podcast. Uh, I I'm I'm gonna go before I start crying over my bad day too. He's living right at the good part. I know. All right, Professor. Take care. Do your DTS. Bye. Bye. Love you. We love you. Bye, gents. I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. And there were two. And then there were two. <laughs> What do you mean? There's three of us. What are you talking you're the host, about? You're always here. You've been here all the way. Like we're co-hosts, and we're down to two because Minnie left or rage quit. John had to go do family stuff. So the people who, who whose opinions both are against each other, but also matter the most, are still here. <laughs> I mean, that is very true. Oh, I mean, we, Adolfo, you and I are going to Philadelphia WrestleMania next year, right? Because it's on our. Oh coast. man, heck yeah! Oh <laughs> my gosh, yeah. you guys! Like I kid you not, when they. Well, because I already knew where it was because they already announced it like a while ago. But man, the stadium, every time they played the pa- they played the hype video like twice, once on night one, once on night two. Night one wasn't as bad, but when they played the WrestleMania package for next year and it was going to be in Philadelphia, that stadium erupted in booze. Of course. Oh, I can, yeah. Kinda I mean, which was going to be expected. But to hear that many people, I was like, damn. I was I'm like, surprised. calm down. I'm surprised because it's at the link. Yeah. And the link is an open top stadium. Yeah. Yep. It's cold. It's it's funny because when I when I saw the initial commercial for it, you know, and then I saw them do that flyby of the uh, of the of the stadium, I thought to myself, that stadium doesn't have a retractable roof. That's an open air stadium. It's gonna be cold. Yeah, it is. It's windy in that stadium, and it's yep. notoriously bad stadium. That's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just so. Me and Minnie were thinking about you know let's see if we could do SummerSlam, and then we saw where it's at. We're like, never mind. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I would love to go to a SummerSlam, but I'm not going to Detroit. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Minnie um, wants, Minnie's hoping that there might be an event in, in Arizona. I was like, listen, if there's a major pay-per-view in Arizona, you bet your ass I'm flying out there. <laughs> I'm so pissed the Rumble's in the Alamo. Uh, we don't talk about Texas. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, whatever. 
that match was that match was really good. Um, I, you know, it was the that match, the Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and um, um, Gunter Gun- match. Gunter <laughs> really that reengaged me uh, with, with with the night's show because after the first two matches, it was kind of like. Eh, right, and then I started getting engaged again uh, with the women's match. But then that ending, that that ending just like killed me. And then, uh, and then you get McIntyre, Sheamus, and uh, and Gunter, and that, and I was like, okay, okay, we're I'm reengaged. We're back. We're back. So, we're back. We can do this. We're back. Right. We can do this. And then. Now, this is where we're going to differ, right? So, after the oh, IC triple threat... Actually, I don't think we might, because this is this is what I'll say. So, after the Intercontinental triple threat, the next match we have is for the Raw Women's Championship between challenger, Asuka, taking on champion, Bianca Belair. Now, before we get into the fighting, can I just say that Bianca Belair, like, is the best person for black culture? Because all... Her WrestleMania entrances, she has been representing the African American community. Like, uh, she makes her own ring gear. Two years ago, when WrestleMania was two years ago in Texas, she had a whole like eight BCU marching band come out to play her entrance. Here, she had the Divas of Compton come out and perform. And then Triple H choking up at the press conference, talking about the contortionist and her mom dying that morning and still going through with the performance i was just like see in hindsight when i saw that i was like i should have realized that bianca was not win was not going to lose here okay match i thought was really great because you have the technicality of oscar versus bianca's big power style i thought it was a lot of fun i enjoyed the match while i will say i'd love seeing bianca win another wrestlemania match as much as I stand her, and y'all know how much I love Bianca Belair, I think the wrong person won that match. Asuka, I think, should have went over and should have became the Raw Women's Champion in this match. Doesn't discredit Bianca, because I think Bianca is a star, and she will have phenomenal matches, career, but I think... Okay. <laughs> but I Great. think... Yeah. I thought I saw something glitch, but it's fine. Right. But I think Asuka should have won this match. But see, JBL, I don't think we were going to disagree because Asuka should have won, and I picked her to win. I'm happy Bianca won, but I think Asuka should have won because she doesn't have much left in her career, to be honest. Left, She's like 40. Yeah. Well, And, they, and, they've, and they've she's 0 and 5 on WrestleMania. She has that streak. It's, it's, they've squandered her every time, even when this re. Like, this was just like the other match we're going to talk about with this. This was the momentum time to do it. Yep. And, yep. and the thing is, unlike Charlotte, Bianca has proven she can carry a storyline without the title. She doesn't need the title to be there. Asuka technically doesn't need the title, but they don't know what to do with her. It would have been great to have her run as heel Asuka with the title, kicking everyone's ass. Mm-hmm. And that whole spot where she missed the mist. That made me that, upset. That was so poorly done, and it wasn't anyone's fault there. That was definitely that was a Vince call. I could tell that was a Vince call. And 
oh my god like it just and i understand like a lot of the ins and outs and i'm glad you know of all the people to keep it on there bianca can carry this farther there's a lot more to do with her but she's kind of spinning her wheels because it's because there's no division around her to make it worthwhile. She's, basically, she's basically ran through most of the raw women's roster. And so while we were waiting for the next match to start, I turned to Minnie and Uriel and was just like, who is left for Bianca to face as raw women's champion? She's basically gone through pretty much all of the major players in the locker room for raw. Well, and but look what they had to do on raw the next night and everything else. Rhea had to come out. Uh, yep. We'll talk because about that. Cause no one else. The implications in that really worried me, but we'll talk about that in a bit. If they don't separate the men's titles, it'd be good to have the women's titles put together on the other night. Make it the women's night. That women, like, women's wrestling. Becky Two Belts. Bianca Two Belts. Well, I've heard other reports, and I don't like the reports that I'm hearing, but uh, we'll wait. There's... They are looking to unify the women's title and I'm just like oh boy <laughs> because I don't I, we'll go into more detail but I don't like that idea because if you have a singular belt you lose the ability to have multiple women's storylines going I mean granted there's not a lot of them going on right now anyway, yeah. but a singular belt would really hurt other women getting TV time too Worse than it already is now, but we'll discuss that more in unless, detail. But unless they go the route that AEW didn't get a secondary title, like yes, Intercontinental, but something for the win. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I really did enjoy this match. Like Bianca and I knew, yeah, Bian- I knew Bianca oh, yeah. and Oscar in ring they were going to kill it. Yeah. But you could tell that Vince's little fingerprints were on certain parts of this match. And I really was, I didn't really dig that Bianca was able to duck the mist. Like, that is just, mm. and Asuka should have won. I was just like, she's zero and five at WrestleMania. Well, but also, you could have done the whole thing. If she got misted and then worked through the mist to KOD, Asuka somehow figures it out. That makes Bianca that would have been, stronger. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, that a, would have... it was a missed opportunity. And yes. I mean, like, we just had something similar happen at the Royal Rumble. Because remember, Asuka went to go miss Rhea. She ducked. And then Liv got it. But Liv was able to kind of make it work. She's like, I can't see, but I'm still beat your ass. Yeah. But also, having that happen with Muda there, too, and Asuka's paying homage to Muda. Like, that made me mad. I was like, mm. this was the he, night of, yeah. this, this was the night of the wrong people won in a lot of the matches, and they won in the worst possible way. Yeah. Yeah. In ring between this match was great, but wrong person won. And this is somebody who loves, loves Bianca Belair. Bianca is number one in, in your mind completely. It always is. Yes. And to see her to see her wrestle live really checks something off for me. And I mentioned at the like our last episode of why I was really excited for personal reasons why I was excited to see this match, but Bianca should Bianca should not have retained here. Asuka should have won, but overall, I really did enjoy the match, though. It was really cool, and I loved it. It wasn't a bad match match at all. The the ending brought it down. Yeah, the ending brought it down, and booking decisions are not the best. Yeah, they they, they both got after it. They both got after it. It was was definitely exciting. Uh, But you're right. I, I, I... Personally, would have accepted Bian- Bianca 
winning that match a lot more had she got misted and then fought her way through it. Uh, you know, because that's that's back you know back in the day. That's what they did. Like with uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, Hulk Hogan um, a, in a champion. Yeah. yeah, he got he got missed it and he and he fought through it and won, and it was this you know great thing. Um, but I agree with the the two of you. Uh, I wish I do wish Oscar would have come out on top. There's, there's um, more places to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, also, as a last thing before we move on, I'm mad that Bianca didn't use her braid to smack Oscar. I thought that would have been great, but you know, <laughs> I I miss her hitting people with the braid. But here, here, here's the thing: if they got to that point where she had to do it, that's the perfect setup. She goes back, she whips Oscar, and when she hits her, mm-hmm. missed. Yes, that would have been great. Bianca does it That would have been awesome, but. Great match. The ending kind of sucked the air out of the room a little bit. And that was the first match to do that. And that was the first match to suck the air out of the room because we'll get to this main event in a hot second. Oh my god, but in between and poor Finn in the next match. So we're going to skip over Shane blowing out his knee because I don't want to talk about it. No, he didn't blow out his knee. He tore his quad. He pulled a Vince. He did his full like homage to Vince by tearing his quad in a match you shouldn't have been in. Bobby Lashley and LA Knight should have had something. That's all I'll say on that. Bobby Lashley had a match that night. He had a match trying to carry that heavy-ass trophy and not getting it anywhere. I was so pissed (laughs) off when that happened. And you could tell Bobby was just like, I'm trying to keep my composure because I want to curse people out right now. But it... Bobby is just WrestleMania pretty much every year. He gets right there and then he doesn't get a WrestleMania match. No. So after Shane tore things in his leg <laughs> and, and Snoop improvised the worst people's elbow in history and still was better than most things on the, on the yes. show. Yes. Snoop Dogg yeah. earned my respect that night because he's just like, fuck this. We're just going to make shit up. And he know he admits that he knows it's not the greatest people's elbow, but he had to do something. And you know what, Snoop Dogg? I give oh, you yeah. props. Full props for doing like 65 yep. plus year old Snoop Dogg, Dogg doing a, a people's elbow on Miz. But literally... No LA Knight for the night. No Bobby Lashley. No Bray Wyatt, who was in the freaking area. Like, no one. <sighs> that was unfortunate. What else? What also was unfortunate, too? Man, this Hell in a Cell match could have been so much better had Finn not got busted open by that ladder shot. Poor Finn, man. But no, and, but he was going to lose anyways. Like, it wouldn't yeah, have been that's also it true. worse. They, they, they neutered the demon. The demon Again. means nothing anymore. Uh, I'm so this upset. This was to actually have the demon mean something. But, Albeit, man. the amount of black on his face was a little bit off-putting. In, like, Finn went almost full blackface for this one. It was a little bit too much. I was like, mm, Finn Balor, like, I know you don't, I know you don't, I know you ain't, well, I mean, I can't assume anything, right? But at least what Finn has shown me, I was like, you, you don't roll that way. You don't, like, give me that vibe. Like you are by you are also a biconic as we've come to learn and love. <laughs> but but that yeah, it didn't have enough definition on his face. Like yeah, I showed it to my partner and they're like, Yeah, I thought he was wearing blackface on the entrance. I was a little off put by that. I was like, Yeah, it got close. It got close, but you know, thankfully it wasn't. But man, I was so hot 
There was, again, missed opportunity with Edge's entrance. I was like, bro, what is happening? I, I get Slayer, but he never used it. Like, you have yeah. food theme sitting there that everyone you, loves. You didn't do it. I was like, listen, I love his regular theme, but, like, the opportunity was there, and y'all had missed it. Well, the and, entrance and, was hella cool, but still. No, no Gangrel, even though he's supposed to be there. I know! I was supposed to be there. I was just about to, yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, I, it would have, I would have accepted Edge winning that match so much more if he was getting the shit kicked out of him by Finn. And then, like, I don't know where Gangrel, like, comes down with the fucking, you know, chalice of blood or some shit. You know what I mean? And then, like, he's allowed to be there for the night. Like, Tony Khan said he could be there. Yeah, you know, and, like, and, like, Edge that, like, you know, reaches out from the the cage and like grabs the chalice of blood and drinks the blood, and then he turns back at the brute. You know, that would have been so cool. As opposed to disco ball head edge. As opposed to yes, yeah, like this match had the potential to actually be really. Well, I mean, it was still fun, but the five minutes that we had to wait for the medical staff to check on Finn after that ladder shot. Well, I will say there was another funny part of that match, which was great when uh, he, he was um, cannonball drop kicked through the table. Edge was, and, and the, the table just fell on him. <laughs> it was, I laughed so hard. But man, I really wanted this match to be awesome. But like because yeah. Finn got hurt halfway through, it kind of just the start and stop of the match. I was just like, damn, man. I do want to ask: Do you think they called an audible in the ring to have Edge go over, or was that always the thing? I don't know, man. That's that's a good question. See, I would have hoped that Finn... See, now this is my conspiracy. I honestly think, and this is just my hope too, I think Finn probably would have gone over, if I'm being honest. I think Finn should have won this match because he's lost... Okay, so he's lost every pay-per-view match against Edge that they've had so far. I mean, granted, he won the I Quit match, but that was, you know, that didn't mean anything. And Finn got pinned in the mixed match uh, tag team from Elimination Chamber between so it, was, it was the right thing to do if they were going to win there because you can't pin Rhea going into the championship match. Well, no, I'm not mad that Finn got pinned, and I think Edge winning in Canada was the right call, but I think Finn sh- probably would have and should have won here at WrestleMania and put a cap on this feud. The only thing I can think is that they're saving it and turning him, like, because they've killed the demon, which is so bad. Like, the demon is completely gone. But see, okay, I, like I, I'm still upset Demon Finn Balor lost this match, but at least this wasn't as embarrassing as the Demon losing and Extreme Rules against Roman because that and ooh, that ending is like the worst thing I have seen in the modern WWE period. Yeah, I, I'm just hoping the one thing I could see them doing with Finn coming up was give him King of the Ring or give him Money in the Bank, one of the two. But I don't think they're gonna do either. No, and we'll talk about that. So. Go ahead. Hence, with the demon now being uh, neutered, for lack of a better term, hence a great position to have Rhea Ripley step up as the the leader of Judgment Day. Yeah. You know, because Finn can turn around and be like, oh, I'm a demon, blah. You know, and and Rhea be like, shut the fuck up. Sick priest on Literally yeah. turned priest on him and beat him up and sent him out like yeah. Edge. He and Edge have both been kicked out of Judgment Day, and it's just Rhea, Dom, and Damien. Yeah. I'm, 
Yeah, and, and then maybe yeah, and then right. maybe bring bring some new some new uh, some new players into into the Judgment Day, you know, or don't make it a or don't yeah. Rum ramps, rum ramps, yeah, those three alone could run ramp it all over the place. It would be fun. I think Rhea's outgrown. Ah. I think Rhea needs to go out on her own now and just yes. Let yep. Damien and Dominic be a tag team, and then Rhea's just like bye. And just destroy the women's division on SmackDown. But that was all right. A terrible Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, poor, poor Finn. Seeing that picture afterwards made me feel for him. I was like, damn. Yeah, he they stapled him back and glued him back together just so he could finish the match. And honestly, they probably shouldn't have done that because it wasn't worthwhile. Yeah. No, it it really wasn't. And the fact that they color coded their stuff was weird. But whatever. That was bizarre. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, I was like, why are pur- why are things purple and red? Like whatever. You know, even Al, even Alice pointed that out in that match. She was like, "Wait, they color coded everything first? No, oh. I, I was like, "This is weird." From the cage red, I don't get it. Maybe it's yeah. Nah, we don't need a red cage anymore. We learned our lesson. Yeah. All right, let's talk about this main event. That took forever to get to, anyways, because another thing in the middle. Oh, I don't know, God, like the amount of. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so before this. So before this match started, man, like inside the arena, they play. So the first thing they do is they play the hype package for the match, right? Like leading everything. And like, we're thinking, okay, the hype package is ending. We're going to start the entrances. No, inside the arena, we get a fucking TurboTax ad. (laughs) Yeah, we got a TurboTax ad too. I was so, like, as soon as that came on, like the whole entire arena was just like, <laughs> I was just like, I have never been blue balled so hard before. <laughs> I was like, this is some bullshit. Completely. And then Roman's eighteen thousand hour entrance with the, Cody uh, Rhodes. Okay, we start off with Cody's entrance, right? And I was just like, Cody kept it. It's just like what he normally does, anyways. And I was just like, hearing the entire arena sing his theme song was beautiful. And then, John, when you pointed out, like, who he gave the belt to, and then when I I thought him go over and hold his daughter, and then he gave negative one the belt, I'm like, he's losing. Yeah, in hindsight, now that I look back at it, I was like, damn, I don't know what I was, why I wasn't thinking, like, what I normally do, because, you know. And do you know why I picked up on that? Why? He didn't go over and kiss his kid or do it. It wasn't, like, a quick thing. He picked her up rubbed her back be like it's okay it's okay and the minute i saw him like he's comforting her because this is about to go wrong good eye man good yeah. eye we'll talk about that because like well if Minnie comes back in time but i'll talk about it for him because we both saw like the ending of this match coming because we saw you know solo <laughs> running but we'll talk about that um, like Let's see. And I love that they're saying like they knew that this was going to be the ending weeks ahead of time. Who came back weeks ahead of time that wasn't involved with creative but was involved with creative? Who could it be that came back after Elimination Chamber and just decided to fuck with everything? We'll talk about that because I do want to talk about Raw and SmackDown this week too. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. So after Cody makes his entrance in, now I'm in the minority. I mean, sure. I mean, I'm in the minority when I say this because 
Minnie didn't care for Roman special entrance. I'm a sucker for pianos. So I really dug the piano entrance. But man, that entrance to like 10 whole minutes, bro. I was just like... You know what I found even funnier? What? They weren't pianos. They were all keyboards in a bunch of shelves. They left see the freaking like keyboard uh, readout at the top of all of them. And then that's oh. money for it. But if you want to make it look good, don't film that. Seriously? Yeah, go back and watch the feed. Damn. Giant screen keyboards. It's hysterical. Damn, but like Man, I could have gone to the Yeah, I could have gone to the bathroom during Roman's uh entrance, honestly, because that thing took like ten whole minutes. I thought it was long in an elimination chamber because he just strolled down that thing, but that the, the walkway for that was short compared to that ramp. He just basically that. Yeah, he died, dude. Uh, so I want to get into this main match, right? So, like, see, I was invested, and I was really enjoying this match. And I, by the end of it, technically, I still would, I still enjoyed it. However, the last five minutes, I knew something was gonna go down because first we have the Usos run in, right, and then Sammy and Kevin come out and they make the Usos run off. Now this is after Solo gets thrown out (laughs) of the ring because of chicanery, right? So we're getting into like the home stretch of this match and I was like holy shit, Cody might actually have a chance of doing this. And then Minnie pointed out something to me and we both saw the cameraman and we saw someone wearing a black hoodie run through the audience. And as soon as we both saw that, it was at that moment we both realized, damn, Cody's losing this match. And what ended up happening? That is exactly what happened. Cody lost his match. How did he lose this match? While Paul Heyman was distracting the ref, Solo returns to the ring. Samoan spikes Cody as Cody has Roman dead to rights. And then a spear followed by a one, two, three. Roman Reigns is still your undisputed WWE Universal Championship. When I tell you, my soul left my body, broke into a million pieces, and then crawled its way back into my heart space. Ah, I was was so deflated by the ending. Now, it was a vent ending to a perfect WrestleMania for him. Make the crowd of the so they talk about you. Now, I still would have been as mad, but I would have accepted it if Roman somehow beat Cody clean. I was like, okay, I'm still upset, but Roman I would have taken that. But in, no. In years. Roman hasn't won a match clean in literally years. I know. I'm just saying what would have made it better. But no, we didn't get that, JVL. Let me live my fantasy. <laughs> but man, I was so... That ending really deflated it. I still enjoyed WrestleMania overall, but and that main event was a lot of fun, but holy shit, man, that ending really soured me. Well, they took away from Sammy and Kevin's accomplishment by bringing them in for the save for no good reason. Yep. yep. There was no reason to have them do the save if you are just going to do that. And that was... And I feel like the, they pulled all the all the wind out of that whole, like downfall of the uh of the bloodline yeah. thing going it just like whoop, now i i 
from what I've been seeing and from what, from what I've been reading, you know, the, the downfall of the, the bloodline is still coming, but it looks like it's going to be more like an internal thing than an external thing. But, like, I, you know, if, if this story has gone, gone too long, and, and I'm saying this as someone that's just coming back into WWE, you know, if you're telling me that Roman Reigns has been the champion for three fucking years now, you know, and he's a fucking part-timer. Like, come on, man. Come on. They, they made it work. That's the thing. Is they made it work. You know, as weird as it seems, they made it work for three years. But you're right, you're right, Adolfo, that in this point, the momentum was to make that big change, have Cody beat Roman so that the fall of the bloodline could happen. Yep. That was going to be the impetus. They're going past it, and I know... I feel in my bones the only reason they're doing it is to get Roman to a thousand days. So he's up there with all of the other greats to beat that record and have, hold the title for a thousand days, which does not happen. But, you know, and I get it, the, the, the numbers uh, for WrestleMania and everything uh, were huge, you know. Um, I mean, Triple H is, this entire week, that's, that's the drum he's been beating, right? So but, like, can. Right, but you know this the story uh, that uh, that was that was the, that was the end of the story. It you should have I mean? been. It should have like, been the end of the story. And now, now we gotta wait another how many months to to watch the the bloodline start. Okay. Yeah. So let me break this side. I mean. Me put- yeah, let me put this in perspective real quick because somebody did the maths, which I appreciate as the math teacher on this podcast, right? By the way, Minnie wanted me to let everybody on this podcast know that he agrees with our sentiments. He thought the match was phenomenal, but the ending really soured it, and Cody should have won, right? So let me put it into perspective. So as soon as Roman retained, because there was this whole thing circulating around that WWE was going to want to get Roman to go to a thousand days. And then someone did the maths. And here's my thing. And uh, JBL, I think you said it when we were talking about Bianca versus Asuka or earlier in the podcast, but I hate that in this modern era of WWE that we are booking champions to be more to be record breakers more than the content of the story and the builds and everything. Right. So let me put it in perspective. Roman will have surpassed a thousand days as champion either right before, I think right before SummerSlam this year. So the thousand day mark is like day before SummerSlam, which would be any of the pay-per-views up till that basically. He's not going right. to be a backlash. He's not going to be anywhere. You would have your. T- it's like when Brock held the title. Uh, you know, they're they're on hold. But yeah, SummerSlam is a thousand days, and then I I think I know where you're going. So who's the next one? So that's the less. That's like the least. Like if Roman loses it at SummerSlam, like I will still have my critiques, but that's like the least worst possible outcome. Because then this person listed uh, all the other pay per views according to like. Per- like predicting the schedule to be able to and then, would beat the next person in the line he's behind yes they list the highest the highest rated thing right 
that they have is Bruno San Martino, who has had this long reign. And like, yeah, yeah, 2000 something days. And according to the maths, Roman will technically break that record at WrestleMania next year. And then the thought, no, the WrestleMania 41, I believe it said. Whatever, it was like 2028, I thought was what he had to be. Oh, yeah, something like that. And I'm just sitting there looking at this. I was just like, I don't think. Listen, I know WWE has made some really stupid decisions, and they continue to make some stupid decisions. But I swear on my grandmother's soul, and all that is right in this world, if they go wanting Roman to be the all-time longest reigning champion, I will lose my goddamn mind. (laughs) That's so just from a story standpoint. That's so ridiculous, you know. Because uh, then comes the question: of, All right, well, who's going to fucking beat him for the title? You know, and more importantly, by that point, are we going to fucking care? At least, at least with Bruno San Martino, he was he wasn't a part time fucking champion. He was out there almost every week. And, you know, defending his title. And the thing was, they only had, like, one or two big shows a year. Like, he was an attraction. Right. He wasn't working every week. He was working in the territories and knew what he had to. Right. Whereas, you know, like you said, we're going to see these pay-per-views with no Roman Reigns. No, no, you know, no champion. No, you know, so let like, yeah, so, so let me put this so let me break this down. So I talked about this before we started recording tonight's episode, but for the listening audience, so with Roman Reigns continuing to be your undisputed WWE Universal Champion, right? If we look at the upcoming pay-per-view schedule, there are four scheduled pay-per-views between now and SummerSlam. So this is covering May, June, and July. So let me break this down for you. The next WWE pay-per-view is the first Saturday of May, which I believe is like, hold up. Let me pull up my calendar. No, I, 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 get, I've, got, I've got this right here. I've got all the records, all the days he needs to do and the pay-per-views they'd be close to to be able to beat this stuff. Speak on it, and then I'll go into my thing. So they calculated this. So to, to reach the thousand days it would be May 27, 2023, approximately WrestleMania backlash. That's when Roman's going to hit a thousand days. To beat Pedro Morales, which is 1,028 days, he'd have to get to Money in the Bank. To beat Bruno San Martino's first, uh, the second reign that was uh, smaller, which was only 1,238 days, he'd have to get to the Royal Rumble 2024. So next January, he'd have to hold it until then. To beat Hulk Hogan. He, uh, which is 1,475 days, he'd have to get to Crown Jewel 2024. To beat Bob Backlund, who's number two on the list, which was 2,136 days, he'd have to get to Hell in a Cell 2026. And finally, to beat Bruno Sammartino's other one, he'd have to get to May 4th, 2028, uh, uh, basically, which is WrestleMania Backlash 2028, to beat Bruno's original run of 2,804 days. And I'm just like, if they better not go that route because I will lose my damn mind. To even get to Pedro Morales, to Money in the Bank, I mean, that's in London. That's in July. Yeah. Or June, sorry. That's in June. So, yeah. So, June from here, like, that's three months away. And it's still, like, yeah. So, yeah. Let's, let's, so let's break this down. So, the next pay per view, now that WrestleMania at the time of this recording is behind us, 
And we're slowly building to the next pay-per-view, which we'll talk about Raw and SmackDown in a sec. But we have four pay-per-views in May, June, and July. So the first pay-per-view is Saturday, May 6th, and that is Backlash, which is going to be held in Puerto Rico. And Roman isn't going to be working any of these upcoming pay-per-views until SummerSlam, according to reports, which means he's not going to be at Backlash, nor is he going to be at Money in the Bank. (laughs) But... So, Backlash is in Puerto Rico and is looking to be that the main event is going to be Cody versus Brock. Yeah. I swear to God, if Cody does not win, I'm like, mm. I was like, what? I don't like the fact that he's facing Brock, but whatever, right? Yeah. Which I, shenanigans, too. Mm. Yeah. Which I keep, I keep hearing the, the words redemption arc for Cody Rhodes being. He doesn't need around, a redemption arc! I was, right? It's like, really? Really? I'm just like, whatever, right? So, that's May 6th. Then, two weeks later, May 20th, though, in my opinion, this one doesn't really count for anything unless there's some sort of championship implications. But on Saturday, May 20th, is King and Queen of the Ring in Saudi Saudi Arabia. Yep. So, I'm just like, that's not really going to have any implications unless they decide to be like, the winner of this tournament will get a future title shot. Quick question. Yes. Quick question, though. Uh Uh-huh. So, King, Queen of the Ring in Saudi Arabia, and we know that that market is a market that both WWE and UFC are really trying to to get in and, and milk. Right, from a business standpoint, wouldn't you want your headliner, i.e., your champion, to do a match in that in in that pay per view? You know what I mean? I mean, you could, but the, the thing would be, who do you throw against Roman? Roman has pretty much squashed right. every other person on the roster. Right. Which we we come back to that question now, mind you, just and I'm trying. I'm just trying to think from from like a business, from the business standpoint, from a story story writer standpoint. You could very much have Roman Reigns have a match in Saudi Arabia that's entertaining, right? So it entertains the fans, but he, but that he would still he would still win. You know, I mean, he entertained uh, the fans at WrestleMania. Like he's capable right. of having an entertaining match. Exactly. Just, again, it's who do you have him go against? That's you know, that's 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 the question. And that's it's the Saudi question. Arabia thinks: Do you have him go against a legend at that point? Because it's the money aspect of it. And do you want him to face another legend? He's beaten all of them too. Right. And that is, yeah, he's beaten. That's he's hard. beaten all the legends, man. It's just like. <sighs> So then, after King and Queen of the Ring is over on May 20th, there is no pay-per-view in June. Can I, just back to King and Queen of the Ring, if they want to give it any stakes, don't make it a, a title shot for Roman. Make them get a title shot for the secondary belt, like IC title against Gunther, something. Like, you, that's what you get for that, because the Royal Rumble's already doing the title shot for the, the mm. heavyweight title. Right. Honestly, that'd be fine. Like, I mean, they did the United States Championship Elimination Chamber match, which I thought was a fun idea because you still have a men's chamber, but it's for the 
Secondary is for the mid-card title, which that match was awesome, too. <laughs> but either way, so we've got King of the Ring, and then what's next? So that's May, tw- that's, that's May 20th. Then there's no pay-per-view in June. The next pay-per-view after King and Queen of the Ring in May is July 1st, which is Money in the Bank in the UK. I had June 24th. That's interesting. Good to hear. Okay. Yeah, so July 1st is Money in the Bank. So between King and Queen of the Ring and Money in the Bank, all of June, no pay-per-view. Yeah. Then, after Money in the Bank on July 1st, on August 5th is going to be SummerSlam. So Saturday, August 5th is SummerSlam. So, According to Fightful and a couple other news outlets, by the way, shout out to Fightful because y'all be on top of your shit and also make sure that you try to get credible sources when you put out news reports. But according to Fightful and a couple other places too, Roman is not expected to be at Backlash. No word if he uh, if he's going to appear at King and Queen of the Ring. And then he also report that he's probably not going to be at Money in the Bank either. So then I'm sitting here and I'm just like, huh? <laughs> I was right. like, I get it. Like, you don't have to have him wrestle because I know the man's is tired. Like, Roman, you could tell, is getting, like, the fatigue is starting to finally catch up with him. Well, it's also, he's got his twins and everything else at home that are about probably four or five right now. Yeah. Having a five-year-old at home and be on the road that much, he doesn't want to be on the road that much. He wants to be there for his kids because leukemia survivor i'm not surprised exactly uh, the man has been through actual like medical wars like man yeah. but i'm yep. just like you but it, again i'm in the camp that cody still should have beat him at wrestlemania and i'm still not thrilled but i will be much better if cody gets a shot at SummerSlam and wins at SummerSlam. like cool whatever but, but, but you have roman drop the titles at the second largest pay-per-view of the year after that long of a reign. I don't know, JBL. I'm not a WWE booker. Realistically, Roman should have dropped the titles at WrestleMania, the biggest Super Bowl pay-per-view for WWE. And that's my thought. I don't like the next one. I don't want to wait another year, dude. No one does. No one does because they're not going to be able to, to keep us engaged enough to have it happen. Right. And there's I mean, not... They got, they, they got to develop this, this bullshit. The bloodline eating, eating itself. Paul Heyman fucking, you know, his lies coming to fruition. And, uh, you know, and, and apparently Brock Lesnar is going to be uh, part, of the blo- part of the bloodline now because, you know, he's going to be palling up with Paul Heyman uh, again. Um, you know, so... They could have done all that without the titles. Ugh. I would have watched it, Roman without the titles and the entire bloodline falling apart. I would have watched that as it happened. Because yeah. there's the nothing there. Literally, with this, it's like, do you do the thing where he's like smog and sitting on his titles and he loses all that that way? Do you get like Solo wins King of the way- Ring or wins Money in the Bank or you have Jay winning Money in the Bank or something like that? So he has to challenge him at some point. Like, how do you, I don't, they book themselves into a weird freaking corner that they didn't need to. Yeah. What's up, guys? I'm back. I put up the drive-through of it in and out this time. Not the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> did you get us some? You know I did. Animal <laughs> style fries, just how you like it. 
yeah. I, lo- I love it animal style, especially from you. <laughs> so mini we have talked to length about it so tell us your feelings because we just what here's what you missed we talked about roman versus cody at wrestlemania we talked right. about how roman is reportedly not going to be at any of the three upcoming pay-per-views until SummerSlam. and i waited for you because i wanted to talk about the monday night after raw because we both sat through that live okay. So, uh, I felt overall the match itself, Cody versus Roman, was good. I just don't like the way it ended. Now, I was already saying that if he wins, he's going to hold it to SummerSlam to get that thousand days. Then Cody's going to win, but I felt like he should have won at Mania because that would have been. He, Cody is still pushed to like John, almost John Cena level right now when it comes to babyface. Um, but it ended terribly. Um, it ended terribly, and I think poor Solo Sokoa taking all this heat for just doing what he was told. Um, I do like the fact that uh, I completely forgot that uh, the reason why the kayfabe reason on why uh, I'm completely forgetting his name, uh, Mr. Bro left is because of Solo. So now they do have that other member to deal with Solo, which I was kind of like, we were curious on who was going to take out Solo Sokoa for that SummerSlam match. Um, I, I knew Roman wasn't going to put up the titles at the next three pay-per-view. I knew that was going to happen. I called that after he lost. I was, granted though, I was like, when he lost, I was like, there's no reason why he should have won here um, at all. Um, that was, but apparently this has been the plan for a while now is what I've read. Like that, said, the plan. They said a couple weeks. Yep. Or like like five or six weeks. And guess who came back five or six weeks ago? Uh, right. You know, Vincent Kennedy. I have a big dick for big dudes. Big <laughs> man. Um, we'll talk about we'll talk about yeah, it in a little bit. You don't want to make that win. You think Cody's going to win? Almost. Nah. Right. The only thing that's even worse for me is I was right about to pass out, and then the notification hit me at three in the morning. The company got bought out, and Vince was back being a chairman. So it was like, okay, one, Vince is being chairman, and two, it woke me. Like I was like right about to pass out, and I didn't fall asleep for another two hours after that. Which made it worse. I was like, this is fucking stupid. I'm about to sleep. Now I got to worry about Vince being in charge again. Yeah, to put it in perspective, so as soon as night two ended. He sent, he sent a message saying he had to tap out. Uh, okay. So I, just... I did the same thing. Mom was like, we're having family dinner. I was like, well, I look right in the middle of the good part. Okay. J- JVL, you are the MVP because you have... It's 11.20 been... at night. I know. I promise I won't keep you too long, but to put it in perspective, as soon as night two ended, we just drove straight from Inglewood all the way back to my house, which took about two hours, I think. Yeah, two hours to get back here. And then we got I we we went back we went to bed like at midnight. So for Minnie to like get that message that night, I was just like, damn. And then I had him help me with some labor <laughs> the next day. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I damn, had, man. I had uh is it reported to me on ESPN? Yeah. And I just, I'm, like, I'm sitting, like, I'm like right about there, and I, doo, 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 it scared me. I was like, what the fuck? And I looked down, and I just read, 
you know, the, the parent company of UFC bought and they reinstated Vince. I was like, that is the dumbest. And he's protected now, like how Dana White's been protected. So at this yeah. point, it is either I mean, that was mentioned. I was like, okay, nothing is going to get done about anything he's done either. It's all going to be right under the rug again. So it's either. It, I mean, granted, though, this company is very big about money, and if the if the universe itself is threatening to boycott and just won't support the product, unless Vince is like I, I said, if Vince is in charge of the business portion of the company, cool, keep away from creative. But the fact that he was sitting now we're talking about the Monday after all, the fact that he was sitting in go, he was sitting in gorilla changing the show on Raw. There were supposed to be two or three triple threat women's uh, matches to, to set up the number one contendership for both belts. Yep. But it got replaced for the one tag match. And almost who didn't have his ring gear. Omos yeah. showed up, and then of course they did the classic Brock Lesnar spot. Uh, I'm gonna help you out. Nah, fuck you, FI. For no reason. There's no reason why Lesnar should have. Yeah, it would have so been, been way better if he dug the tag team. That would have been incredible, but they needed to set up Muscle. I mean, they needed to set up SummerSlam, but they should have done Solo versus Cody a backlash. When he was at the second night of WrestleMania, it was brought up that he, while he wasn't in Gorilla proper, his office was right outside the door to get into Gorilla. So he was watching everything happening with the door open and going, come in here, I want to talk to you. So he was running everything from there anyways, just had the culpability of, I wasn't in Gorilla, I was next door to Gorilla. Yeah, Vince is, I'm holding on to see how SummerSlam goes, and if SummerSlam goes poorly, it's... We were just talking about that because... At that point, Roman has basically beaten Pedro Morales' number. And do you have him drop the titles at SummerSlam instead of WrestleMania? Or because this is such a, a, a ridiculous reign, do you wait then until WrestleMania? Like, and how are you going to get us there? Like, the thing is, like, I, I get, many you want to wait until SummerSlam to see what happens, but they've got nowhere to go. And I'm not invested enough to wait for SummerSlam. I can't. I, I want to see, and see. They're not going to get anywhere. I just want to see Cody. I want to see if they actually push and make Cody succeed. I That's don't think they will. Really and I don't about think, it. I, well, um, we also brought up the fact that like they could have booked with the titles gone, the fall of the bloodline very well, and that could have taken you all the way through to WrestleMania. Right, unless they but started they can't that. Do that anymore. Unless they decided to pull that trigger at SummerSlam. But at the same time, they could have done that with Sammy. They could have just gone like, yes, we wanted to see Sammy and KL, but Sammy and Jay would have been bigger. Yeah. But how do you get rid of the belts at that point? You put it on Solo. Because the Freebird rule, they're all technically the tag champions. So give it to Solo. Jay, Jay strips himself, teams with, teams with Sammy, and they do that. But they decided that... And they, they hinted at it again on SmackDown. But then when Solo went for the Simone Spike, then Jay... Then super kicked him, so there still could be something because Solo looked pissed that he took his spot. But yeah, I at this point it's the stupid bloodline. Like it's a great, it's one of the best storylines they've produced since Vince versus Austin back in the Attitude Era. And they're fucking it up. They're the back end of it's been terrible because it's no longer it's no longer Hunter in charge of it. It's Vince, which like and see. And this is where I'm JBL. I see your points too. And I like, 
like uh, we said in multiple conversations in our text thread, like I can see where you're coming from and I don't disagree with you. However, I'm I'm on the same boat with Minnie on this one. I want to see where it happens between now and SummerSlam. And Grant, and like I said, if it I mean, right now it's not off to a great start. And if it continues to decline and if it's just a big pile of dog shit by the time we get to SummerSlam, I will be man enough to admit to eat crow and to admit that I was wrong and that you were correct. <laughs> I, I don't I don't need either of you to tell me that. I I I feel bad that you'll have wasted your time. Like, as I said in the text threads, I am at the place where I was when Vin, before Vince got booted out, where, like, I have no more fucks to give. I can't believe anything that's coming out of their mouths about where they say creative's going. I can't believe what they're saying the direction is because there isn't one. And I got burned by that by waiting through the last bit of it to the point where I'm like, I just... There is nothing left in me to give the energy and love to these wrestlers that I really enjoy because of who's running their lives. Like, is, I, I just can't anymore. Like, I've given too much. Are they doing with the brand split? Are they doing, like, one person's in charge of creative of one brand and one person's in charge of creative of the other brand? They haven't said. All they have said is the draft is going to make it so these wrestlers cannot cross the lines again, which is weird because it was working better when they could because we're sick of the brand split, which is another reason they couldn't get stuff done. And how do you do the brand split with your titles on Roman? Well, your titles are on, your tag titles are on one team, both of them, yep. and your big titles are on Roman. So Raw is not going to see a main title until at least July. Right, it's going to be the U.S. title and that's it. Or if they're doing what, what um, Mikey was talking about and they unify the women's titles, you stick the women's titles on Raw as the big title, which in and of itself is a good thing because you want to promote that, but at the same time, you're right, Mikey, then what title do they give the other women on SmackDown? Because it's basically like when you would do GM mode in SmackDown versus Raw, where you'd have the women's title that would be on one show, but you have nothing for anyone else, so why would you draft they any women do, over to SmackDown? Get rid of the SmackDown and Raw women's to unify it and bring back as they do. You wanted to get rid of it because of the negative connotation that it had, but Make the women's championship and the divas championship. So each title has each brand has its big title. Or, or do like what AEW does. Like JVL mentioned yeah. this. Like you have the AEW women title, and then you have the secondary title for the women, which is the TBS. So if WWE wanted to do something like that, Make like then I would be all for, for it. Like a TV, a TV title. Right. Do yeah, some sort of women's yeah, another a TV title or something like that. So they each brand has its own. It's like, the, yes, the big belt's on Raw, the mid-card belt's on SmackDown, but they're still a belt up, and they def- they have to split the championships, the main ones. Yeah. Because those things have been... But at this point, it's Roman has to lose. How is Cody going to split it? How are they going to plan that storyline? Of splitting the belts is Cody... And I, I don't think they're smart enough to do that right now, because they, they could... So if Hunter was still in charge, and this was if this was an Vince thing, I might have a little more thing to go, okay, how is he going to get out of this... He's got to have some, because he was doing long-term planning. There was long-term booking, and there was thought processes. Like, the writers had room to move. They built this stuff out. It's because Vince is back that I do not trust the process for them to figure this out. They're going to get to a point where they go, oh, crap. We're sitting here at SummerSlam, and we haven't figured out what, we haven't set anything up. We haven't done anything. We haven't worked through it. And now we have to pull the trigger on something because we're losing money hand over fist. I mean, somebody posted this on, I think it was on Twitter or something like that Mikey read out, but it was like, 
Roman can be like, cool, I beat you once, you get another title shot, but I'm only put one title up for grabs. So you can then move the belts to each brand, and that's how you split it. Roman can still look like he's the asshole heel, only putting one title up, and it ununifies the belts. So still, like, Roman still looks kind of strong. I mean, he finally got clean, pinned cleanly, but it does separate the belt. And they, they need to do the same thing with the tag titles. Uh, I feel like Sammy and KO should just not even have a match for it. Just be like, hey, here's a smack, whatever, and whatever brand they get drafted to, give the other tag titles up in the whole tournament for it. And I think the Street Profits would probably take it from there, but... Probably, although I'd love to see some other ones. But I get that, and, and many, that makes sense. But Vince will never let that happen. Right, Vince is... Vince, no. Vince is going to have Omos come, Omos or Brock Lesnar come in and take the belt. Oh, here's, here's, to even go off your idea, here's a great piece of fantasy booking. You get it to a point where somewhere where Roman drops, he says, I'm going to drop one title. Great. SummerSlam, he drops one title. He thinks he's going to hold on to the rest of the time. The money in the bank person comes out after he loses that first title and takes the other one. It's gonna that's be like what it's it's gonna be like solo. And that's right. how they can that, that's how they can that's book you would, that's how you can book it. They're not gonna. But that would be that's the best that's that's the best option they have and they won't do it. No. There's enough Cody win both belts and then the both belts are gonna be on Raw for a while and they're not gonna separate them, which is stupid. Or they unify them and make them the one belt and then they come up with another like if they unify and make it one belt, cool. Bring back the OG World Heavyweight Championship, the WCW belt. Cool belt, yeah. That was the SmackDown belt for the longest time. Put it back on SmackDown. Let SmackDown and Raw do their things. Make it and... the big blue belt. But just but they're not, the other thing is they're not going to do that because they won't do that for branding. They got to keep the giant W like freaking things because it sells toys. Like this is the other thing that you run into. It's like they can't be creative because they're so worried about the bottom line and and because Vince is there doing it. Hunter had a way to get it done. I believe that in my bones. He had a good plan. Even if this was his idea to do this through, he had a good plan. He's not in right. charge. I can't do it. There's no th- nothing to prove to me they can do this. So why am I wasting my time getting SummerSlam, which is three and a half, four months away, when I could just say, okay, fuck it. I'll give my time to AEW, ROH, PWG, GCW. I can't, I can't watch a lot of the, the pay-per-views because I work Mondays, and then on, well, Mondays I do... Um, I have yeah. like my IRL D&D group, and then on Fridays I work, so I just watch the highlights of SmackDown or all. That's why I'm like I can hold off those SummerSlams. I just watch the pay-per-views. I guess so, but it, it just even that like why I, I just don't see the point. Uh, to be honest, though, I'm, I'm, jaded, I, I'm jaded and I'm I'm bad about that. And like I said before this, I don't need either of you to tell me I'm wrong or I'm right when this goes down. I just empathize and sympathize that if you have to waste your time on this, it's not worthwhile to do that because it just it's it, it's not adding anything to your love of wrestling. You're right. I, I, that that I do agree with, but I'm just gonna hold out and see what happens. And I'm hoping the parent, because Vince now technically has a boss, that he does something. Well, uh, Dana White doesn't do anything. He keeps. He, mean, there's there is some control over Dana White, because Dana White after the company's been bought out, Dana White has been quiet. Quieter, yeah. So I'm hoping the boss does something and sees. The company losing money, the company losing attraction because now Vince is now back in charge that he does something and keeps Vince away from the creative portion of any creative and just focus on the management of the business, not the actual creative portion. And I'm hoping that's something he sees. And the other thing I'm worried about too with the draft coming up is that I'm hoping that 
NXT stars will be able to be pulled up. I would love to see a three-way turnaround where they put people from Raw and SmackDown get drafted to NXT. See, give the yeah, give yeah, the guys who aren't doing much on the main roster a chance to shine on NXT. So, like, that's that's what I said in our text today because, like, after SmackDown and the way that Hunter worded it, I was just like, now he said every superstar will be available. So I was like, they didn't say no to it, but. Like that also means calling up ki- the kids from NXT, but also sending some main roster to NXT. Yeah, this so is I was just call up and a bunch of other ones, but this worries me. Yeah, that's going to happen, and we know how Vince does with NXT call-ups. He's going to ruin everybody that comes up, and so again, I'm worried. I feel like the only one that wouldn't get ruined is Braun Breaker because he's big strong because he's big strong man, and that's, no, that's the, his, you know biggest. Look what happened with. Look what happened the first time they called up Carry and Cross. Now, granted, he's not my cup of tea, but even still, he was NXT champion and he fucking lost to Jeff Hardy like in two minutes his first night on the main roster, and he was still and, NXT and remember, champion. Remember how good of a relationship Vince has with the Steiners. Doesn't matter how, how good Hunters is, NXT, all that stuff. Vince hates Steiners. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't true. matter if Ron Breaker is, is good or bad or big, meaty, slappy men. Vince hates Gunter, and Gunter's amazing. Vince hates Steiner. He hates it. Like, Vince cannot deal with the fact that he didn't make this person. So he's not going to treat him well. That's no. true. So Braun's going to get it. And then, like, okay, so we're, we're already talking about it. So I'm looking at NXT, right? So, like, immediately, Braun Breaker worries me when he gets called up to main roster. Cameron Grimes worries me when he makes main roster. Most, right. most, of them, most of them actually kind of concern i think like in all honesty i think the only one that might be okay getting called up because he's so similar to montez ford is carmelo hayes but he's not right now because he's the champion he's not getting called right up. he's not gonna get called up but he's, so, he's he might be the he's only one that I, he's the only one that i'm like i would be like okay if he gets moved from the main roster he probably won't get destroyed well he will though because he's too small he's johnny gargano size yeah so like no, and then, like, I don't think it's happening because he's, he's current champion, but, like, if Wesley ever gets called up to main roster, I'm worried for him. I'm hoping Dragon Lee doesn't get called up because he will get... Bro, he's, if Dra- he's too new. He's too new, but if Dragon Lee is going to get called up in the future, if if it is that Vince is in charge of creative for Raw and Hunter is in charge of SmackDown, throw Dragon Lee eventually on SmackDown because I trust Hunter over Vince when it because Vince's track record with luchadors is and any Latin superstars is non Ray would have never like I hate to say this, but Ray would have never won the world title if Eddie didn't die. No. That's legitimately what it was. No. Same thing with Benoit though. Yeah. It's but just yeah, like, he would have never won if Eddie wasn't Eddie, yeah. calling him. Yeah. But but also in that respect, I think the only person, probably other person I can see getting called up from NXT is Dragonoff. Oh like man, I'm worried. Hunter, but he'll he'll be, and Vince is gonna look at him and say, "Oh, you're Drake Maverick." Not no, no. Oh, Drake Drake Maverick deserves. I hope Ilyev gets the proper push he deserves. That man is an absolute monster. And after watching him at Santa Deliver, I'm a full fledged fan of Ilyev Dragunov. He's amazing. I I would pay hard money to see a Pete Dunn Ilya Dragunov match on the main roster. That would, would be, be so beautiful. It'll never Hold happen. on, you, you said that wrong. Uh, uh, Butch. Nope, he's being done now. He's, <laughs> he's done now. He he's got his name back. back. To, I mean, oh, they, yeah. I, I watched the I watched the uh, SmackDown highlights. They still call him Butch. Yeah, they still call him Butch, but he's he's wearing his Pete Dunn ring gear. He's breaking people's fingers like Pete Dunn. Eventually, I would love it if Piper Niven could get her name back. Like I don't see 
She is Piper Niven. She's not dude. She's not Dewdrop. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. She's finally back to being Piper Niven. She's no longer Dewdrop. Thank God. Now, it's, if we're talking, it's hilarious. Hold on, that's actually hilarious because they actually talk about that in the 2K23 story mode. <laughs> they, have you, they have you come in as your name is the lock, and you're like, that name is stupid. I don't want to go by this name anymore. And he's like, trust the process, and then you change it, and they get pissed <laughs> off at you. Uh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Now, as far as the women go, like obviously, Roxanne, Roxanne, if she, under Vince, I'm so worried for her. Zoe Stark's coming up. She's gonna get lost. She's gonna get lost. Um, let's see. Gigi Dolan, whenever she makes her way to main roster, worries me. Mrs. Darby Allen. <laughs> I, I feel like anybody, anybody that goes to Raw, I'm worried about. But if they do, if they go one's to in charge of one, one's in charge of the other. I feel like anyone that gets moved up to SmackDown would be okay. Indy is gonna get so lost on Raw, and that breaks my little heart. Because <laughs> look at fucking Candice LeRae. <laughs> Who thinks gonna get moved down? To, who's who's gonna get moved down to NXT? Though, what do you think? If I'm being honest, who do I think should get moved down? I don't. You know, I can't. I can't I, say Dolph Ziggler because he already got moved down, and then they moved him back up, which was weird. Did they send him down be. again? I mean, look at listen. No, not again, bro. I don't want to see Finn for a third time down there. No, no Judgment I, Day is unfortunately too popular for him to get moved down. Let's see. Um, Pat Moss send Baron Corbin back down to NXT. Listen. Let him, if, Bring back his OG gimmick. That would the lone wolf gimmick. Get rid of this happy Corbin bullshit they've been doing with them. Yeah, that's that doesn't work. Um, this is a hot take, but I mean, I don't know how he would do, but like, I wouldn't personally. I don't. I wouldn't be mad if Drew was there for a little bit. I was thinking Drew McIntyre because of his threats to leave the company, so they might move him down to NXT. Maybe. But I feel like Drew would just run through everybody. That is very true. Um, let's see. You could. Send, I don't want. I mean, honestly, send Gable back down. Gable would be great. Like him and Carmelo. I want. I would be cool with that match. So send down. Send down the entire Alpha Academy, or just keep Otis. I'd keep Otis up for now because he's got the thing going on. Send you send Gable back down for a bit to come back up and beat the crap out of him. Or honestly, just for a lark, send Braun back down. See what happens. Braun Strowman. Braun. and Rick. Send Braun and Ricochet back down. Yeah. Ricochet in NXT would be great because him and Carmelo had a great match at they need a well they, they need the bolsters like I think their singles men's division for like the big belt I think needs a little bit more meat to it. Because they just well, have like two, the two guys are pushing. It's just Carmelo and Braun because every other men like it's going, the, it's going on with the North American belt. Well, it's either North American or they're in a tag team. Right. What if you sent, what if you sent Ridge and, and Pete Dunn back down? Just have himself. I mean, because Rich and Pete were there for like two weeks, and they—I forgot—I think they faced pretty deadly. That was a fun match. I think they get, also, I, Pete's been like there for years. Like he—that's his house too. Like Pete mm-hmm. built fucking NXT. I think they keep Sheamus up, but move the brawling brutes down. They keep Sheamus. Saying. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I would like. To, I would like to see. I would like to see the Creeds come up to SmackDown, but they just need a little more work. Put well, Omos on fucking well, NXT. Tag teams fuck don't happen up there. Like that's honestly, true. On down there, see, have Veer do something. I forget they moved Jinder back to NXT, and he's not really doing anything right now. He I was like, that was. He did. He lost. And then he had a tag team match. Him and Indus Sure took on 
the Creeds and Braun. So that was a, that was that was actually not that bad of a match, honestly. Um, I don't know, man. Gigi Dolan is no longer Mrs. Darby Allen. They got uh, divorced. Oh, that's sad. But so they, they need to, to like they need some people to bolster the men's, the, just the single men's, because it's like. Either you're like part of the North American title picture, like the three people, or you're the main belt. Then you're just like nothing after that. So they need to like, I need some big, like one or two more big names in NXT to help bolster. So that. hear me out, right? Because I just got this idea, and both of you can tell me I'm wrong with this. But so, booking hat on. Granted, I don't think she has anything to. She's not doing anything right now after she lost to Bianca at WrestleMania. But hear me out, right? So, what if you send Asuka back to NXT, but, hear me out, have Asuka enter a program, it doesn't even need to be a belt, but, because we have another Japanese women's wrestling legend in NXT, Asuka can have a program with Mako Satomura for a little bit, and it doesn't have to be a title. No. Hmm. There's just a lot to, to contemplate with it. I just, we, we can speculate all day with who's going in the draft and right. we can do the next part of it. But honestly, I don't like, I, NXT is probably the one of the few places I would still watch at this point that's a WWE product. Like, I just can't. No, I understand. And if I'm being completely. watch Dark Elevation. Well, of course. I mean, you're going to get some phenomenal matches. But for me personally, after. Suffering through the Monday night at the Monday Raw after Mania, me and Minnie here had to be subjugated to that live in stereo as it was happening. Like, <laughs> I mean, the only exciting thing was Matt Riddle coming back. That was fun, and we also had some killer pizza. <laughs> uh, we did. What did you have? Uh, we ordered Domino's. <laughs> we saw an ad for pizza, and we're like, pizza sounds good. Pizza sounds like the right thing. And oh, then SmackDown was a whole. So it was like, damn. I, was I heard SmackDown like, yeah. was actually pretty good. SmackDown, it was night and day. SmackDown, like, still, it was like, hmm. There's some things that don't well, make sense, but it, I can. But immediately, I will tell I'm, you that it was definitely better than I'm Monday. Kind of surprised that Vince isn't taking over SmackDown. And Triple H isn't taking over Raw because SmackDown's was, on Fox. Well, and Vince wasn't there because it was in Portland. That was the other thing they were saying was Vince was available by zoom and was making creative decisions via zoom but because he wasn't there maybe they disregarded a few of them and said don't listen to him right now just do what you're doing so as long as he's not physically in the building it might be better but no one knows someone's gotta tell that old geezer to go fuck himself or die (laughs) i mean cody rhodes did that that's why he started AEW. i mean isla don and if you hear this podcast put a hex or something on vince mcmahon (laughs) Make him spit. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, well, I guess the last, yeah, we'll see you how this goes, but that will conclude this long WrestleMania episode. I wish it was better. Yeah, I mean, night two, we all agreed, was definitely the worst. Night one was so much better, and Stand and Deliver for me personally was a highlight because I'm the only person here who watches NXT, and I will be okay with that. <laughs> you're, you're turning a lot of us around to it. And, you know, you're getting there. You're here to stand for it. So keep doing what you're doing. I'll keep repping my Simon Miller uh, merch I got. So 
here's the thing. Like, okay. I have to believe. I have to believe in something in wrestling because if listen, the the world will, hell will freeze over if Mikey ends up becoming so jaded that he doesn't want to watch wrestling anymore. But granted, there I watch too many promotions to ever get that way. Even if I end up like hating WWE with a burning passion, there is so much good work in the other promotions that are a part of this weekly of this podcast that we talk about. And I'm not too worried about it. I did cry though. Josh Alexander had to relinquish his title. (gasps) Man, the torn tricep, man. That was gnarly. That's like it's that's been the year of the torn tricep for a lot of people this year. Well, Impact's hurting right now because Josh had to relinquish this title, and then Mickey James's status is in question too, and she's the women's champion. Well, and I was going to say right before that, Mikey, because I probably won't be watching WWE at all anymore, I might have to start watching TNA. I'm sorry, Impact. Please do. Like, and this is a hot take. Their women's division is probably the best booked across all the promotions we watch, AEW and WWE included in that conversation. It always has been. It really has. I'm excited. We're getting Deanna versus Jordan at their next pay-per-view in next week. And if Mickey is cleared to wrestle by then, it will be a triple threat, which will be great. <laughs> uh, but that is going to conclude another episode of the Biconics. We have a good time on this podcast. We may have differing opinions, but at the end of the day, we all love professional wrestling and we are very passionate about it. Can I rage right now? No, don't rage quit. Let me get through outros and then you can rage quit. But when we come back with our next episode, which will be, I will probably take the lead and talk about Backlash because <laughs> the next time we record will be after Backlash. And then we could just figure out whatever the hell we want to talk about because the next time we record will be about two to three weeks away from double or nothing. <laughs> We will be two to three weeks out before double or nothing happens. Jesus Christ, what is happening? I'm and so next excited time for All In, too. All In sounds amazing. <laughs> yes. Oh, but catch us. The Biconics are the nice Jericho Cruise. We'll be going after that one. <laughs> I mean... That's I the goal. De- That's the goal. Our goal is, like, listen, as much as what has happened after WrestleMania has been questionable at best... JPL will agree with this probably, and Adolfo made me feel better about it, even though I have my complaints about it. Nothing will ever take away the feeling of being able to go say that I went to a WrestleMania, and that is the one thing on my bucket list that I have been wanting to check off for the longest time. Yeah, you got to do it in in close to your hometown, too, which is great. And I got to do it with some really good friends of mine. Here's hoping that the next time we do any pay-per-view at this point, I don't care if it's WWE, AEW, Impact, whatever. Our mission is to get the Biconics, all five of us, out to somewhere. We're going to we London got- for All In. Jeez, that, honestly, I don't think it's going to happen this year, but I'm not going to rule it out for next year. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to play that long. Oh, my goodness. But... From all of us here at the Biconics and at Vibe Tribe Productions, remember, take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, make sure that you let those good times roll and keep your professional wrestling great. <laughs> oh my God, he's broken in half. Yes. Uh, but until yeah. then. Yeah. 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 See, see you later. <laughs>